0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. It is six seventeen, and this is Seth Moore coming to you again with world news here on Anchor by Spotify, along with Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Amazon as well as Apple Music, Patreon, Podbean, and many other host sites that you can hear our podcast. Now, as promised, again, we're here again, and we're going to be bringing you additional information on our series Brits and how it's affecting the world as we speak right now. This information, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, kings and queens. As I give it to you, <laughs> I want you to really look into this and hear me out. Hear me out. Continue to support us. Continue subscribe, click, subscribe, um, like, share. And as we bring you this information, that's critical information. We're not saying that you don't know some of this stuff already, but we want to, for those who do, we want to refresh you. We want you to bring you up to date on what is actually happening, things that happened in the past and things that are happening now that lead up to this compilation of information that is so critical for our world today. And as I promised, we're going to be talking about, you know, as I mentioned to you about Iran and the Iraq war and how Iraq was a puppet that was used against Iran to seize oil reserves and how this led up to the 9-11 disaster, you know, and how all this stuff was orchestrated and just wicked stuff. Now, but first, what we're going to do, before we get to those other parts, which we've already, of course, shared some, how Bush's grandfather helped Hitler rise to power. You heard me right. How the Bushes. now, the Bush's father, of course, George Bush, because you, you know we had George Bush senior who was president and of course his son George W was president as well. but there George Bush W's father's father, which was Prescott Bush, okay he was instrumental and in funding the war and the genocide of millions of Jewish people in the Holocaust and how he played a pivotal role in in part in financing. These people are wicked, y'all. I'm telling you. So we're going to give you some of this information, and we're going to come back again probably on Wednesday, and we're going to pick it up again. Today is Monday evening. Uh, What is this? December the uh, 9th, I believe it is. Yes. And so we're going to pick this up, and we're going to bring you more of this information as we unfold it and as we make it available to you and how critical this is, okay? And it's showing you just how wicked these people really are. I mean, it's amazing to me, but it's really not amazing because you already know they're wicked because they have a history. And they're saying a lot of this is rumors about this guy, but it's not rumors. This is the truth. And this has been hidden in the archives for the longest, but it's actually been public record for a lot of people to view. And of course, during George Bush's um, tenure as president, he was undergoing a lot of uh, criticism because there was people um, who who were um, linked to, to this Holocaust who were suing his family for billions of dollars. So let us read some of this so that you can get some. George Bush's grandfather, the late U.S. Senator Prescott Bush, was a director and shareholder of companies that profited from their involvement with the financial backers of Nazi Germany. Okay, of Nazi Germany. Okay, so let's let's dive into this a little bit. Let's dive into this a little bit. Let's dive into this. Let's dive into this. Okay. We're going to dive into this. And, you know, and let's. So. Financial backers of Nazi Germany, The Guardian has obtained confirmation from newly discovered files in the U.S. National Archives that a firm of which Prescott Bush was a director was involved with the financial architects of Nazism. His business dealings, which continued until his company assets were seized in 1942. Under the trading with the Enemy Act has led more than 60 years later to a civil action for damages being brought in Germany against the Bush family by two former slave laborers at Auschwitz and to a a hum of pre-election controversy. The evidence has also prompted one former U.S. Nazi war crimes prosecutor to argue that the late senator's action should have been grounds for prosecution for giving aid and comfort to the enemy. The debate over Prescott Bush's behavior has been bubbling under the surface for some time. There has been a steady internet chatter about the Bush-Nazi connection, much of it inaccurate and unfair, but the new documents, many of which were only declassified last year, show that even after America had entered the war and when there was already significant information about the Nazis' plan and policies, he worked for and profited from companies closely involved with the very German businesses that financed Hitler's rise to power it has also been suggested that the money he made from these dealings helped to establish the Bush family fortune and set up his political dynasty. Listen to this, y'all. Remarkably, remarkably, little of Bush's dealings with Germany has received public scrutiny, partly because of the secret status of the documentation involving him but now the multi-billion dollar legal action for damages by two holocaust survivors against the bush family and the imminent publication of of their of three books on the subject are threatening to make prescott bush's business history an uncomfortable issue for his grandson judge george w as he seeks re-election while there is no suggestion that President Bush was sympathetic to the Nazi cause, the documents reveal that the firm he worked for, Brown Brothers Her- Harriman BBH, acted as a U.S. base for the German industrialist Fritz Thryson, who helped finance Hitler in the 1930s before falling out with him at the end of the decade. The Guardian has seen evidence that shows Bush was the director of the New York-based Union Banking Corporation, UBC, that represented Thyssen's U.S. interests, and he continued to work for the bank after America entered the war. Wow. Bush was also on the board of at least one of the companies that formed part of a multinational network of front companies to allow throssen to move assets around the world these some dirty people man i clear they are throssen owned the largest steel and coal company in germany and grew rich from hitler's efforts to rearm between the two world wars one of the pillars of throssen International corporate web UBC worked exclusively for and was owned by Thresin Control Bank in the Netherlands. More tantalizing are uh, Bush's links to the consolidated solarian steel company CSSC, based in mineral rich Silesia on the German Polish border. During the war, the company made use of nazi slave labor from the concentration camps including Auschwitz. the ownership ccs cssc excuse me changed hands several times in the 1930s but documents from the u.s national archives and classified last year linked bush to cssc although it is not clear if he had and UBC were still involved in the company when Dreyson's American assets were seized in 1942. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Three sets of archives spell out Prescott Bush's involvement. All three are readily available thanks to the efficient U.S. archive system and a helpful and dedicated staff at both the Library of Congress in Washington and the National Archives at the University of Maryland. The first set of files, the Harriman papers in the Library of Congress show that Prescott Bush was a director and shareholder of a number of the companies involved with Thryson. The second set of papers, which are in the National Archives are contained investing order number 248 which records the se- seizure of the company's assets. What these files show is that on October 20, 1942 the alien property custodian seized the assets of the UBC of which Prescott Bush was a director. Listen to this shit. These folks are rotten to the core. Having gone through the books of the bank, further seizures were made against two affiliates, the Holland American Trading Corporation and the Seamless Steel Equipment Corporation. By November, the Silicon Americans' companies, another of Prescott Bush's ventures, had also been seized. <laughs> wow, so this is how they built their fortune, y'all. This is how they built their fortune that this George W. Bush's granddaddy was a Nazi sympathizer who who profited off of supporting Hitler and financing Hitler through these businesses. The third set of documents, also at the National Archives, are contained in the the files on I.G. Farben, who was prosecuted for war crimes a report issued by the office of alien property custodian 1942 stated the companies that since 1939 these steel and mining properties have been in possession of and have been operated by the german government and have undoubtedly been of considerable assistance to that country's war effort prescott bush a 6 foot 4 Charmer, with a rich singing voice, was the founder of the Bush political dynasty and was once considered a potential presidential candidate himself. Like his son, George, and grandson, George W., he went to Yale, where he was, again, like his descendants, a member of the secretive and influential, influential, excuse me, y'all, influential. Skull and Bones Student Society. That that I ain't gonna say that. Oh man, he was. I got ready to say that word, y'all. He was a part of that Skull and Bones too. These some dirty dogs. He was an artillery captain in the First World War and and married Dorothy Walker, the daughter of George Herbert Walker in 1921. In 1924, his father-in-law, a well-known St. Louis investment banker, helped set him up in business in New York with Everell Harriman, the wealthy son of the railroad magnate E.H. Harriman in New York, who had gone into banking. One of the first jobs Walker gave Bush was to manage UBC. Bush was a founding member of the bank and. The incorporation document, which lists him as one of seven directors, show he owned one share in UBC worth 125. I guess at that time that was a lot of money. 125. Uh, it's just as 125. I guess it's 125. The bank was set up by Harriman and Bush's father-in-law to provide a U.S. bank for the Th- thryson's German most powerful industrial family wow 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 august reisson the founder of the dynasty had been a major contributor to germany's first world war effort and in the 1920s he and his sons fritz and henrik established a network of overseas banks and companies so their assets and money could be whisked offshore if threatened again. Isn't this something? Isn't it something? By the time Fritz Thressen inherited the business empire in 1926, Germany's economic recovery was faltering. After hearing Adolf Hitler speak, Thressen became mesmerized by the young firebrand. He joined the Nazi party in December 1931 and admits admits backing Hitler in his autobiography. I paid Hitler. He said this. He said I paid Hitler. Ain't that some shit? (laughs) He said, he said, I paid Hitler. He said out of his own damn mouth. He said, I paid Hitler. I paid Hitler. When the Nazi, no, when the National Socialists were still a radical French party. He stepped in several times to bail out the struggling party. And in 1928 threshold had brought the Barlow Palace on uh that's a German word here. brienne and Strauss in Munich which Hitler converted into the Brown House, the headquarters of the Nazi Party. The money came from another threshing overseas institution, the bank Woot Hondo in Rottenburg. Rottendown, rather. These folks are something else, y'all. Oh, my goodness. By the late 1930s, Brown Brothers Harriman which claimed to be the world's largest private investment bank, and the UBC have brought and shipped millions of dollars of gold. Listen to this. Millions of dollars of gold, fuel, steel, coal, and U.S. Treasury bonds to Germany, both feeding and financing Hitler's built up to war. Between 1931 and 1933, UBC brought more than Eight million worth of gold, of which, three million was shipped abroad, according to documents seen by The Guardian after UBC was set up and it transferred two million to BBH accounts, and between 1924 and 1940, the assets of UBC hovered, around three million dropping to one million only on a few occasions. Wow. In 1941, Threson fled Germany after falling out with Hitler, but he was captured in France and detained for the remainder of the war. Because you know, after the war was over, y'all, a lot of these, a lot of these people, the U.S., the U.S. because of the pressure of the Jewish people, the U.S., uh, a lot of these people, well, yeah, because I, I remember this, the U.S. were were um, given, given asylum to a lot of these German war criminals, and a lot of these people were being used in, in the techno- technological advancement of, of building, building rockets and building bombs and so forth for the U.S. So the U.S. gave asylum to a lot of these war criminals. See how dirty this? see how dirty people are they were giving asylum to a lot of these german people who were fleeing germany because of they were under the pressure of humanitarian not humanitarian but human war crimes they were being they were being searched out and a lot of them were hiding in the u.s wow there was nothing illegal in doing business with the Thresens throughout the 1930s and many of America's best-known businessmen invested heavily in the German economic recovery. However, everything changed after Germany invaded Poland in 1939. Even then, it could be argued that BBH was, within its rights, continuing business relations with the Thresens until the end of 1941 as the U.S. was still technically neutral until the attack on Pearl Harbor see how they do and they said it was not wrong with doing business with them yeah here you're talking about people who are funding wars to kill people you understand what I'm saying and when I lived in California I'll never forget this when I lived in the California I was talking with a, 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 a Caucasian gentleman and I never forget and we be, we brought up the subject about the Bushes. And he said, don't you know that the Bushes... Now, think about this, too. He said, don't you know that the Bushes, their father... He's talking he talk about Prescott now. He said that they were in, I believe it was Afghanistan. They was trying to get oil back early part of the 1900s. But they ran them out of there. And they vowed... Prescott vowed that they would return. And so it's no wonder why you see that when George Bush was in office, they were unrelenting as to going into Afghanistan and toppling Afghanistan and Iraq. Because this is a this was an old feud. This goes way back. This goes way back. And so when you don't really know, I mean, all of of the, the nuances and all the things that were happening, this is an old feud that the butchers had with these people. And so they went in and as you can see, they were supporters of these atrocities. And they have the nerve to say there was nothing illegal in doing business with these people. Throughout the nineteen thirties and many of the Americans best known business names invested heavily in the German economic recovery. However, everything changed, they said after the Poland 1939 uh, evasion. Okay, even it cost even it could be argued that the BBH with they were in their rights, they said, with with these people. This is so crazy. <laughs> they said they was within their rights. No matter how many people they caused to be killed and murdered and tortured. And they said to the end of 1941, technologically, they were neutral until the attack on Pearl Harbor. Now they're going to change because of the attack on Pearl Harbor, of course. The trouble started on July 30, 1942, when the New York Herald Tribune ran an article entitled Hitler Angles has 3 million in U.S. banks, UBCs, huge gold purchases had raised suspicions that the bank was in fact a secret nest egg hitting in New York for Thresnes and other Nazi bigwigs. The Alien Property Commission, APC, launched an investigation. So I wonder where that gold is now. How about that, y'all? Because I was saying before, there ain't no more gold. There's probably some, but I wonder where it is now. Okay, so as I said before, this is going to lead up to what we're going to be talking about with the Iraq going into Iran and how that Iraq was a puppet of the U.S. and Saddam Hussein was on his payroll. And this is going to lead up to, to that war and how that they that the U.S. used Iraq and they used Saddam as a puppet to go into Iraq and, and, and how all of this led up to 9-11 and then once they got finished using Saddam you see what they did with him, right? They always do that. That's what they do. Okay, so it talks about this dispute. Okay, and Edwin May Erdwin May, rather, a treasury attache and officer for the Department of Investigation in the APC was assigned to look into UBC's business. The first fact to emerge was the rolling Hurryman, Prescott Bush, and the other directors didn't actually own their shares in UBC, but merely held them on behalf of the bank Voigt Hondel. Strangely, no one seemed to know who owned the Rotterdam-based bank, including the UBC's president. <laughs> Come on, y'all! You know who owned it, right? Prescott Bush did. It was a They they had they had it hidden. Okay, so May wrote in his report on August sixteenth, nineteen forty-one, Union Bank Corporation. Incorporated August 4, 1924, is wholly owned by the bank Boot Hundel and Schripvat um NV of Rotterdam, The Netherlands, my investigation has produced no evidence as to the ownership of the Dutch bank. Mr. Cornelius Leventz, president of the UBC, claims no knowledge. As to the ownership of the bank boot handle, But believes it possible That Baron Henrik Thressen, Brother of Fritz Thressen, May own a substantial Interest and of course you know That what you call it Mr. Prescott Had his hands in this as well So we're going to um, Okay we're going to let me do I'm, We're going to read a little bit more and then we're going to be done And we're going to bring back this So this you get an idea how corrupt And just how diabolical this really is. And how this plays into all of these different areas. Wow, man. Mm -mm -mm. Make clear bank of Holdings, a golden nest egg for the Nazi leaders, but went on to describe a network of companies spreading out from the UBC across... Wow. Across Europe. America and Canada and how money from Voot Honda traveled to these companies through the UBC Wow 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 oh so okay so you know we're gonna um we're gonna stop there and we're gonna come back and we're gonna give you some more information but as I said before, this is so interesting and then we know the kind of world that we live in. So it is really uh, coming upon us to really uh, have information that critically affects us every day and to know how these things play into world politics and how they're shaping things and how they're bringing things to a head so that we are aware and that we don't, so that we're not taken unaware. So remember to like, share, and subscribe. And this is Seth Moore again on Anchor by Spotify coming to you from Spreaker on iHeartRadio as well as Amazon, Podbean, Apple Music, and again, we'll see you the next time.